0: Greetings from Christendom College, here in the beautiful Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. You know, throughout our world, in this day and age, there are increasing concerns about threats to religious liberty. In many parts of our world, Christians are being killed or persecuted. Sometimes it's through an abuse of the law where nations have enacted laws which violate the fundamental freedom that people should have to practice one's faith. We have seen instances where businesses have remained open and churches closed or severely restricted. This has happened before indeed through our history and there have been many persecutions in the history of the Catholic Church. One such legal persecution in which the law was abused to become an incredible vehicle of repression took place in Ireland. In Ireland the overwhelmingly Catholic population was stripped nearly of all rights and all dignity in what became known as the penal laws. To start it off in 1697 a law was passed which banished all monks, friars, priests, Jesuits and bishops from Ireland. An oath was required for anyone who wanted to take a seat in Parliament that required an oath to be sworn against the doctrine of transubstantiation. Of course no Catholic could take that oath. Then from 1691 to 1728 a series of laws were enacted which stated a number of things including first no Catholic could buy land No Catholic could have a lease on a farm for longer than 31 years. And the rent paid on that lease was to be at least two-thirds of the hold's yearly value. So two-thirds of anything you made went right to the landlord. When a Catholic died, his estate was not to be inherited by the eldest son, but was to be divided equally among all the sons, which is a way of ensuring that no one could vote and that no one could become wealthy, impoverishing the entire family. If one son was to become a Protestant, he could inherit the entire estate. No Catholic could become a barrister, a solicitor, a judge, or a member of a grand jury. Catholics could not sit in Parliament or could, could not vote in elections. Catholics could not hold public office, for example. A Catholic could not be a civil servant, could not be a sheriff, or even a member of a town council. Catholics could neither send their children abroad to be educated, nor could they establish schools at home. Catholics could not be guardians of orphans. Even if you're related to the orphan, it had to be taken over by someone of a different religious persuasion. Catholics could not carry arms. They could not join the army or on a horse worth more than five pounds. Catholics were excluded from living in many important provincial towns. Initially Catholic worship and priesthood itself was banned from the country. Catholics could worship freely later on but their churches could not have steeples or display crosses. Priests were not to wear clerical garb or holy emblems in public and they had to register with the government and take an oath of loyalty. Sound familiar? Archbishops, bishops, Jesuits, and regular clergy again ordered to leave the country. And Catholic pilgrimages were banned, especially the one at Lochderg, Derg, Patrick's Purgatory, up in County Donegal. Eventually, a sense of truth and justice overturned these so-called laws. Edmund Burke described the penal laws as and I quote a machine of wise and elaborate contrivance as well fitted for the oppression impoverishment and degradation of a people and the debasement in them of human nature itself as ever proceeded from the perverted ingenuity of man End quote so did Edmund Burke view these laws that were enacted Let us take the opportunity to pray fervently for all our brothers and sisters who still struggle under the yoke of such tyrannical laws in our world today that religious liberty will not only be recognized but celebrated throughout our world. Thank you for being with us today and may God bless you.